welcome back into the Shots Aside podcast. I'm your host, Alex. Uh, joined by Matt and Adam today. Just got done with uh, watching the game one of the NBA Finals. Denver Nuggets end up taking game one, 104-93. to Thanks to a uh, combination of players, but mainly Jokic Murray, 53 points in game one. Aaron Gordon had a strong first quarter where he was just dominating. But um, right now, I just kind of I want to cheers you guys with the champagne. Uh, we all know the Lakers made it further than the Phoenix Suns and the Golden State Warriors. So um, cheers, guys. The rig for ratings. I, I appreciate the champagne, guys. Back, yo. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, it tastes good. I mean, it doesn't taste as good as, you know, Lakers, you know, going to the finals or something. But uh, it is weird that, all, you know, all three of our teams, you know, it, it ended up not getting further than the conference finals. <laughs> yeah, we picked three of the the, the losing team <laughs> out of the four. I know. For pretty bad, bad luck. luck. <laughs> yeah, not great, but... Um, you know, we'll talk about um, this game one. We'll do a little recap a little bit later in the podcast, but um, we'll do a little preview into kind of our thoughts on this series and how we think it's going to go. Um, maybe we're cheating a little bit now that we've seen game one, but um, I think for the most part, we're all going to have, you know, pretty similar thoughts on how we think this series might go. And I'll start off, but. Personally, I think Denver's got a lot of size. Um, also, right now, you know, Denver's probably going to win in about six games. Five or six games, I think. It, six is probably the safe number because uh, I think Miami, you know, is a solid home team just like Denver was this year. Um, and I think Miami can give them some issues with their small size that they have. Um, just especially if they can make some threes, you know. Um this game, they didn't make a lot of threes. That's kind of why they ended up losing this game, 104-93, like I said. But um, I think preview-wise, Jokic has to be dominant in this series. Uh, these, you know, he's they got to get these four wins to win the NBA Finals, obviously. But um, I think Jokic has to be dominant. I think, you know, you have to co- add that combination of size with Aaron Gordon. Uh, maybe get some Jeff Green minutes out there, Michael Porter Jr., um, use that size to their advantage. Miami side of the ball, um, I, I think Jimmy Butler's got to be MVP Jimmy Butler of the playoffs, like he's been. Uh, he's got to put up around 30, 35 points you know, per game. Um, we'll, like I said, we'll talk about him a little bit later. He did not have anywhere close to 30 points in this game. Um, big reason why they lost. Um, but not only on Jimmy. Like You're going to need to have you know players like Caleb Martin step up like he did in the Eastern Conference uh, Finals. You're going to need, you know, good veteran presence like Kyle Lowry to step up at that backup point guard position. Uh, And then also, you know, what are you going to see out of Tyler Hero after he comes back? Because there's been word that he's coming back either game two or game three. So um, the more help they can get, especially on the offensive end of the ball, is going to be, you know, huge for them and you know playing a Denver team that is top five in offense this year so um, Matt what are your thoughts just on this series and also what are your what's your prediction for uh, the outcome yeah I think uh, mine's pretty pretty similar to yours I think uh, the Nuggets will get it done a little bit quicker I think it they'll get it done in five Um, I think Jimmy's probably good enough that he'll have one (laughs) super good game where he's like goes off for like 35 40 uh i think that'll probably happen in miami too um i think they'll lose both games in in denver um i mean it it's a little easier just since we saw the game to to um kind of predict the series but even going into it i kind of just thought that like um you know denver's size is just gonna be a lot for um the heat to handle because the heat aren't really the biggest team like bam He's center, but he's also kind of an undersized center, so it, it gives uh, Jokic a chance to back him down, and then they have to use help, and then Jokic is one of the best passers in the league, um, which creates open shots for guys. Um, then you got Gordon, who is just absolutely manhandling people. I didn't think he'd do that, but um, if he's doing that, it's going to be a tough series. 
um, Miami-wise. So I think the the only way that they would have a shot would be if if Bam plays like he did tonight, where he has like twenty. He had twenty six points tonight, but like if if he can just average like twenty points, like ten boards, I think it gives him a real shot in the series. Assuming that Jamie or Caleb um, Martin and Struess have like better games. Yeah, role players um, have to step up, right? Yeah. Well, and then it just like Jimmy has to step up. Like, if Jimmy has if Jimmy has twenty five points tonight, I mean, we might be talking about uh, the Heat in a different way right now. Um, it definitely. I mean, it was only a nine point win, but it would it would have definitely been closer. I think Denver was was up by like what was it like twenty one points yeah, at one point twenty two. Right. Like, right. So. Um, but yeah, that was, that was probably my initial spot. I mean, even before this game, I thought Denver in five, just because I think that Denver is a really good team. Like, they're they're incredible in transition. Um, they obviously got through the Lakers series quick, which was helpful because this other series went to seven. So that's like, I mean, rest really does matter when you're coming to the end of the season. Like this year, all banged up. Um, so yeah, they got a they got a full week of rest, which Miami only got what. Two days. two days and i mean and that's travel one of those days and travel to denver so um yeah. <laughs> if you guys know miami is not that close to denver so that's quite the uh, uh quite the road trip after well, and i think they went straight, straight from boston to denver which is even oh, a little further isn't it yeah or, definitely yeah. is yeah yeah about this i mean it might be uh-huh. the same They're They're both on the yeah, east coast, but... yeah it's, either way it's east coast yeah. going to west yeah. coast so um, Adam, what are your thoughts just on this preview of uh, the Denver um, and um, Miami matchup and who you think will uh, take this series? Yeah, I mean, you guys pretty much nailed it right on the dot. I mean, I, I see the Nuggets winning 4-2, four- possibly 4-1, possibly but... Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think it's gonna be that very entertaining of like a of a finals. But I mean, we do we get to see top oh, and town. Don't don't bash on the NBA finals on an NBA podcast and say it's not gonna be entertaining. This is gonna be an entertaining matchup. I think you're gonna be shocked. I mean, when you looked at the Miami, I mean, nobody thought Miami was getting this far. Like Milwaukee, everybody picked Milwaukee to win. Um, the only matchup that maybe you pick them to win is against New York. Nobody had them picking Boston. Nobody has them picking against Denver. I mean, if Miami's shown anything, they, they're going to shock the world in, you know, maybe not winning the series. I don't, none of us think they're going to win this series. So it'd be a crazy, you know, outcome if they actually did. I think, I think I'm just still in shock that Miami is in the finals right now. Like, like especially, like, the Nuggets. Like, I, I guess we, we could have, like, expected, like, oh, yeah, the Nuggets are going to have, like, a decent season this year. They're going to go, like, you know, middle. They're going to make it to, like, you know, semifinals. But I guess this is just not the finals matchup I visioned at the start of the season. So that's why I'm so shocked, and I'm like, I don't know what to expect, you know. We haven't really seen a finals that, you know, we've been kind of taken off guard, you know. None of us could have expected the Nuggets or the or the Heat in the finals this year. So that, that's why I'm, like, a, a little – like, I don't know what to expect, but I guess that kind of makes me a little excited on the other hand. But, we'll, I mean, we'll see. Yeah, mixed vibes from Adam, I guess. But uh... – I think it's going to be super entertaining. I'm ready for game two already. Um, <laughs> I, I just honestly, the, the fact that we have to wait, you know, another what three days because the next game's on Sunday. Oh, it's three days apart. Yeah, just for game two, and then I think for game three and game four, it's two games apart and going throughout. But um, yeah, it's, I can't believe we have to wait till Sunday for another game. But um, yeah, I think. I think we got the preview pretty much done. I think, you know, it's going to be more impelling that than what Adam said. I think we're going to, it's going to be a better matchup than most people think it will be, you know, definitely in game one, it looked 
definitely lopsided, one-sided for Denver. Uh, their fans came, um, gave a lot of a lot of energy. Um, and I also think Miami had a lot of issues going to this. Um, Matt, if if we want to get you want to get into kind of the breakdown of this game one, this 104-93 victory for Denver, and you know what you kind of saw from not only Denver's side and what got them to win, but also what Miami couldn't overcome in this game one. Yeah. yeah, I think, I mean, even just, like, looking at this game, like, I, I feel like you got to feel, like, kind of decent if you're the Heat just because, um, I, I mean, you only allowed 104 points to the best offensive team in the entire NBA um, who had been, like, previously putting up, like, 120, 125 a lot of games. Um, so that that's, like, one way to look at it in a positive note for the Heat is that you really did play decent defense. And, I mean, if uh, – two of your like best role players in Kale Martin Struess don't go two for 17 from the field or one for 17 from the field with just three points. Like, I mean, that's a pretty big difference there. And then like Jimmy Butler only had 13 points. So um, I don't know if you can count on like the Heisman scoring 18 every game, but I think there's, there's certain areas where the heat definitely could have improved on that game. Um, the only thing I'd say about the Nuggets is like, they're absolutely dominant in the first half. So I, th- I think we might have seen them coast a little bit in the second half. I'm not, I know they would never say it just because, like, obviously you don't want to be like, yeah, we're coasting in the NBA finals. And, um, but it's kind of just like natural, like human nature to like when you're up by a big margin to like ease up just like slightly. Um, but I think overall, like, the, I mean, the Nuggets looked like, just have an absolute machine in the first half. Like they're hitting every pass on target, um, hitting, hitting the shots they were supposed to make. They were bullying people in the paint, uh, getting mismatches with Aaron Gordon so that he could get easy buckets down low. Um, really just a, a pretty impressive start. Like in, in the first half, it was really Jamal Murray that was doing a lot of the scoring. Um, and then the like second Aaron half, Aaron Gordon yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah, and Aaron Gordon as well. But in the second half, Jokic really took over because um, like he had ten first half points, seventeen in the second half. So, um, I mean, Jokic, man, he looked pretty, pretty, pretty darn impressive in this game. I'm not gonna lie. Like, that, there was times too, like where like he were like trying to get over that hump and come back, um, and just every time it got to around. 10 or 9, it was always a Jokic, like, little mid-range shot. <laughs> Dude, I, I hate when people bring up the point. They're like, oh, Jokic isn't entertaining. He's not entertaining to watch an interview with. He's not entertaining to watch as a basketball player. He is one of the best players in the NBA right now, and he will be for the next, what, five, at least five years. Like, this dude won two MVPs. He probably should have won another MVP this year if all the voters didn't decide that, hey, Embiid deserved it this year. Um, he's just incredible. His passing ability, he had another triple-double double today with, what was it, 27, 10, and 11? Yeah, first triple-double in the uh, finals debut since Jason Kidd. Yeah, which doesn't surprise me at all. Impressive. Like, he'll have, if he wants to, he'll have a triple-double every single game of the series. That's how good he is. His... His ability to pass out of double teams, pass over defenders, um, is like on nobody I've ever seen before. Like, I mean, who would you even? I mean, Magic could pass that way, but he's not six foot eleven like Jokic is. Like, who, who have you guys thought like seen where you've been like, okay, this like out of the center position that can pass the way he does, that can make plays for his teammates the way that Jokic does. Giannis Antetokounmpo. No, not passing-wise. <laughs> not passing-wise. Honestly, probably the closest would be, like, Draymond because um, he was kind of like a small ball center for them. Right, but he also um, can't score the same way or even rebound. Yeah, that's like, like, like passing-wise. Yeah. Yeah. One, one of the most – of that out of, the, out of the, like, international players, though. Like, you see that out of Luka, like, Jokic. Like, a lot of these international players are just really good playmakers and they know how to – and know how to move the ball. Speaking of Luca, did you guys see the comment that was made where 
Um, I think there it was an interview where um, they were talking about Jokic and how over these last two years he's gotten into, I think it was Coach Malone for the Nuggets who was like, uh, these last two years, Jokic has done a great job of getting his body in shape, getting prepared for the regular season and plus. And uh, <laughs> I forgot who said it, but it might have been Stephen A or you know, one of those guys. It was like, I mean, only if, if Luka could do that too. I mean, <laughs> you never know. I just thought it was funny that they, you know, they had to throw in Luca and just like how, you know, maybe not in shape he was this year. Yeah, I mean, it, it was kind of funny too. Like, kind of like, you know, obviously, like somebody in Luca's camp like records in my uh, does training, and he's already running stairs like in the off season. They're trying to show videos of him doing that just to make it seem like he's getting in shape, and then. So the regular season rolls around and he looks like Luca Donut again. <laughs> yeah, you guys thought that Luca was out of shape last year. Oh, wait till this year. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I just, I think it's weird that, you know, we just can't give credit to one guy. We have to like bring somebody else in who is around his same talent zone, and then just bash on that player because they're not in the finals. Like, we have to do a better job, not only as fans, but also as you know an nba community of just looking at what's going on in the present and talking about the present not just talking about the present but focusing on that so that we don't have to you know resort to talking about like luca and the dallas mavericks having a terrible not terrible season but it you know not what we we expected and then you know there's people that are talking about the Lakers, how, you know, the Lakers should have gotten the final, blah, blah, blah. I mean, Lakers had a great year. Getting to the conference finals, nobody thought they were going to get there at a seven seed. Same with the Miami Heat. Nobody thought they would get to an eight or get to a finals run, especially as the eight seed. Even where, the playoffs. <laughs> right. No, I picked them to lose their second play-in game against the Bulls. I thought the Bulls were going to be that eight seed. So, like, even I was doubting them. But, like, I mean, you got to live in the present. You got to – you know, you got to talk about what's going on right now. And, and, you know, Jokic is at the top of his game. Jimmy Butler's at the top of his game. And uh, both these teams are going to give us some exciting uh, basketball in this, this uh, 2023 finals. But uh, looking at the stats real quick, guys, um, you know, we talked about that Lakers series where it seemed, I know Matt was a little bit on this where he's like, you know, Lakers are getting way more free throws, way more calls than any other team in this Western Conference. And, you know, he had a, he had a fair point. You know, Lakers were getting those calls. Didn't happen in the Denver series, but um, in this game one, Miami shot two free throws. That's it. Two free throws. Denver took 20. Adam, what do you think was the reason behind, you know, not, over, not only Denver getting these calls, but also Miami not necessarily attacking the paint and getting those follow draws yeah i mean that that's the thing like there was not a lot of fouls in this game like this this game went by actually kind of quick for a finals game and i i was just just baffled on how i don't know it, it felt like the heat came a little unprepared today like they didn't know what they were walking into um, we didn't really see Jimmy go off. Like, I think the only starter where I was like, kind of like impressed by was Bam, and Bam kind of had a quiet game. Like out of nowhere, he had twenty six points, thirteen boards, five assists. Like, Bam had a good game, but like when it comes down to like all the other role players, like I didn't see too much out of them. Alex. No, yeah, I mean, you know, Jimmy didn't have the best game from... <laughs> no, I just told you to put your mic a little bit closer to, the, to your mouth. But, no, I mean, Bam had a great game. Granted, in the fourth quarter, I think he was rushing a little bit of shots when they cut it to 10. Um, he took, I think, back-to-back shots where he missed, like, a mid-range jumper, which, you know, was falling for him early in the game. And, um, you know, he wasn't getting any help from Jimmy. Jimmy went 6 of 14, 13 points, 1 of 2 from 3. You know, I expect Jimmy to have a better second game. 
Uh, Matt, if you want to talk about just the atrocity that you saw with Caleb Martin, uh, the you know, I'd say co-MVP of the Eastern Conference with Jimmy, and then also Max Truce, um, just those two guys, and then also Duncan Robinson. Like those three guys, your three main shooters uh, for Miami, just not playing up to par. Yeah, I mean, really, uh, I feel like it was more Struess and Caleb Martin. I thought I thought Dunk played decent at times. Yeah, uh, one of he, six, though. One of five from three. Yeah, yeah I mean, he couldn't get the shot going, which, I mean, when you're a shooter, like, you have to get the shot going. Um, when they went to zone defense, Duncan Robinson played his ass off. I'll give him that. Yeah, and I mean, really, it all, a lot of this falls on Struess. Like, 0 for 10, 0 for 9 from three. It's like, buddy, you got to – quit shooting at some point like if it's just not falling it's just not falling like that was part of the problem with the heat was that they just fell in love with the three-point line tonight um when it just wasn't falling like at a certain point you just gotta start attacking that defense like Jokic is one of the the worst defenders in the league at um defending layups and attack attacking the rim so um if you're Miami you gotta take advantage of that um I think part of why Jamie did bad too was that they specifically game plan to take Jimmy out of the game and make other guys, uh, you know, like do the scoring. Something that I like really liked out of the Nuggets was that, uh, like in the Celtics series, like they defended Jimmy horribly. Like they were doubling him and just leaving people wide open, and that was something that Denver did really well tonight. Is that they're not just going to leave people wide open to just rain threes down on them. Um, they're just going to let. If Jimmy can score over somebody, then they're going to give it to him. Um, and he wasn't doing it tonight. Um, but I think I think Miami will will bounce back. At least the role players will bounce back, and I think Jimmy will bounce back too. So um, I, I think it's going to be an interesting series. I I still don't think they'll win in Denver. Like Denver is undefeated at home this postseason. Um, I personally think the Lakers are better than the Heat, so I think they'll keep defending home court because um, I don't know, just that size. Like they're basically like a small ball lineup, but with like a center that is actually huge too, which is like so. That's what makes them so hard to beat. Is like when you, you have a center as versatile and with such a high basketball IQ that Jokic has, it's just like incredibly tough to stop. Yeah. I- I agree with most of what you said. Um, the main thing, the main issue I had with Miami is, you know, from a f- field goal percentage wise, I mean, they shot 40%. Denver shot 50%. Miami shot, what was it, 17 more shots than Denver did? That's how much these free throws really mattered. Um, three, po- three point percentage was down for both teams 29% for Denver, 33 for Miami. Um, neither team was shooting anywhere close from three. Um, I want to touch a little bit on what you said about, you know, Denver's home court. I do agree with that a little bit, but if Miami can steal one game in Denver, um, I think this, this series changes completely upside down. Um, now granted if Denver goes two and two and at home, uh, in this NBA finals, I think, you know, that gives them a lot of confidence going into, you know, a road matchup in Miami for those next two games. Um, Adam, what do you think Miami has to do to kind of not only stabilize themselves for game two, but what do you think they should look to do uh, to change some things up and give Denver a little bit different look besides the zone? No, I mean, obviously, but like, I mean, I coach Spolstra, he's been through these situations like multiple times, he's been on great rosters. So like, I'm I'm quite positive he's gonna figure things out, and I, I could possibly see Miami taking a game in Denver if they're aggressive, and only if if Jimmy is on his game. And obviously, we need players like Caleb Martin to produce. Um, Kyle Lowry needs to be that facilitator. Bam needs to be that second star. I mean, the Heat need more things to go well than than Denver does. Denver just needs to play their game, and, and they can win a game. But, yeah, Miami's got a lot of tough matchups, and 
They've got a lot of film to look over, especially after this first game, getting blown out in Denver. It wasn't a good, it was not a good, I didn't think it was the best game, first game for, for Miami. It didn't, didn't look like they, they had a solid game plan. But after this game one, I'm, I'm pretty positive Coach Spolstra will um, put something together and turn this thing around for the Heat. Yeah, and, and like we said, like, they had two games of rest or two days of rest to kind of get ready for this game one. Um, if we know anything, Miami is great at, you know, learning from their mistakes, capitalizing on, you know, adjustments. And that's what got them to the NBA finals. Like a lot of these teams in the playoffs that we thought were going far, whether it was the Suns, the Clippers, the Warriors, the Sun, the Suns, I think I already said Suns, but um, Bucks, Boston, Philly, all those teams we thought would go far in the playoffs just didn't because not only because of coaching and not making those adjustments, but also the players not making in-game adjustments, which, you know, both these teams made their in-game adjustments during their series to, you know, get into the finals. And um, I think both these two teams are deservedly so to be in the finals. Matt, my question to you is like, you know, Miami's largest lead was one in this game. Um, that happened very early in the first quarter. I think they were up five to four at one point after Gabe Vincent made a, uh, you know, a layup and then a, a three to follow that. But um, what do you look at when it comes to Miami and how do they kind of fix some of their issues that they had on offense? Because, you know, we you talked about, you know, Max Struess and Caleb Martin, and I talked about Duncan Robinson a little bit, not shooting the ball very well from you know not only three but just in general uh you know not only them having to step up but who else has to step up uh and is it like maybe a Tyler Hero comes back that kind of gives them that boost yeah I mean they could definitely use Tyler Hero back I I I wouldn't bank on it though I think uh you know it's pretty tough coming off an injury straight into the NBA finals which is the highest level of basketball you can be at um I really, if I was the Heat, like I'd just be hoping and banking on uh, Jimmy Butler playing out of his mind, like he has as, at some points throughout this postseason. Um, Denver's only lost three games throughout this postseason, and in those three games that they they lost, D Book went insane for two games, and then Anthony Edwards went insane. So, like, basically, we see all the only formula we've seen to beat them is that a player's got to go insane to beat them. And I think that that's got to be Jimmy Butler. I mean, he's the, unless Tyler hero comes back, like he's the only one that I, I feel is truly capable of scoring like 40 points on this team. If we're being honest, cause like Bam had a great game tonight, but like this, that kind of looks like his ceiling scoring wise is like, I mean, he's not a huge, like he doesn't shoot threes or anything like that. Um, no, and he's not going to get the rim on Jokic. Like, he's going to yeah. have to set up for that mid-range jumper, that, you know, 10, 8-foot jumper. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, like, you're not going to expect, like, you can expect role players to knock down more threes, but, like, you're not going to expect, like, Duncan Robinson to score 30 points or even even Struess. Like, like, you're happy if they get 15 points. Like, um, so I really just think it comes down to, like, it, if Jimmy Butler is him, he's got to score, like, 30 points. Like, I mean, I know that's, like, a lot to expect of someone, but, like, it, I mean, it's kind of true, like, if you're a superstar. I don't know, Adam. Is he him? He is him. <laughs> Jimmy Butler is him? Jimmy Butler is him. No, I think, I think he is him, but he's got – he didn't show it in game one. I didn't see him in game one. I saw um, not him in game one. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean – It hit me 2.0 in game two. <laughs> So a fraud. <laughs> I mean, Caleb Martin was kind of a fraud here in game game one as well. I mean, yeah, no, they, they struggle, but I feel like part of it is that like Jimmy is kind of like the heart and soul of the team. When he gets going, like it seems like the whole team gets going. Right. He did have seven assists and seven rebounds, so like he was trying to. I don't want to say equalize what Jokic did, but like he also is, you know the only passer on this team. I mean, Gabe Vincent isn't a natural, you know, passer at that point guard position. I'd say he's more of a shoot first scorer um, than a passer. And then, 
I mean, you brought Kyle Lowry off the bench, got you five assists. I thought he, I thought Kyle Lowry played pretty well. I would think, you know, maybe if, you know, Struess and Martin struggle in this next game too, I would think about starting Kyle Lowry. Bold, predi- bold prediction, but I, I think that better presence. Kyle Lowry, yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I feel like Vincent didn't really struggle, though. Um, no, I, I just don't know if... Great. Yeah, I don't know if Kyle, Kyle Lowry can just lug that big booty around for that long. <laughs> so, uh, no, I'm just saying, like, maybe maybe Lowry gets some of those offensive, you know, flops that he does. Yeah. You know, maybe he can, you know, change the momentum a couple times, but uh, maybe that's like a home, you know, two-game series home thing that he can do, but um, on the road, yeah, it's a little bit tougher, especially with that Denver crowd, how, you know, energetic they were tonight, the energy they brought for Denver. And I didn't even think Denver had that great of a game, like, in the second half. I thought they kind of just coasted. What do you guys think? What? What? <laughs> well, I mean, like, we saw, we literally saw, we saw Aaron Gordon dominate literally the first quarter, the whole first quarter, like, they bring it down to Aaron Gordon, and he'd back down. Usually Caleb Martin or Jim, or Gabe Vincent or Jimmy Butler, and it wouldn't be a problem. Like I felt like any way, like any way that the Denver Nuggets bring down the ball, like they knew exactly how to like dissect the Miami defense. You know who we didn't see? In Kevin this? Love. Kevin Love. Kevin Love, I, that's what I was going to bring up. We didn't we didn't see any Kevin Love, and I think that would have benefited the Heat, especially this game one, having that veteran's presence. And, um, I, yeah, that that's what the Heat need. They, they need people that have the experience of being in an NBA Finals, knowing the, you know, how to address certain situations, but... I, I'm interested to see if they're going to put him in game two for the Heat. I mean, I think that would be a big adjustment on uh, Spolstra's. Uh, it's going to be tough for him to get minutes, though, because um, like, he can't guard Jokic. If they put him on Aaron Gordon, he's barbecued chicken because Gordon's way too fast for him uh, in transition. So it might be tough to find minutes for Caleb in this series. Um, unless, I mean, maybe he can guard Jokic, but I, I don't see it. Um, no, but I mean, I, I'd rather, I'd Miami rather is have, nobody. Nobody can yeah. guard Jokic on Miami. I'd rather, I mean, we're talking Aaron Gordon. I'd rather have Aaron Gordon backing down Kevin Love than Caleb Martin. Caleb Martin's, he's skinny. Like he's, he, and it, most people, most people that are like over six, eight can back down. I get that. Yeah. Like, Kevin well, he Love doesn't can need to back him down, though. He yeah, just run past him. <laughs> That's true, but, like, I, I feel like Kevin Love obviously is shooting, but, like, you know, they brought in Highsmith um, yeah. in this second half, and he played, you know, 26, what was it, 23 minutes. Yeah, did um, he play in the first half? He played in the first did half. It, I think it was, like, it was, early, minutes. it was late first quarter. I think he played, like, three minutes. Spolstra was kind of testing things out, see how it went. Um, he played pretty de- decent defensively. He had like two or three points um, on a layup. And then second quarter, I think he gave him a little bit more time. Maybe I think he was at like 10 or 11 minutes at halftime. And then halftime. second half is when he got, you know. Yeah, he played well. really good in the second he, half. He played well. You know, gave him, what, 18 points in that second half. That's third on the team behind – Adebayo with 26, Vincent with 19. Um, he was probably the most impressive. He did have some defensive lapses in that second half where I think Kyle Lowry hit a three to cut it to 10, and then that next possession, uh, he had a defensive lapse where Jokic got like an easy bucket. But, um, you know, I thought overall he did pretty well. I think he matches up a little bit better than, you know, either – Jimmy or Caleb Martin or Struess or definitely Vincent when it comes to Aaron Gordon. Um, Aaron Gordon, I think, only had like what? 16. 16 points. And he, I, think, I think he had 13. 13 in the first half. So like in the three, first quarter, didn't he have? Yeah. It, it could have been, yeah. yeah. It was like <laughs> 11. At least 10 in the first quarter. Yeah, I think it was 11 yeah. points in the first quarter. 
And um, yeah, second half didn't really do much. But like, that's the thing. Like for Denver, like if you have an Aaron Gordon that gets you 11 points in that first quarter, that's such a relief for players like Jamal Murray, Nikola Jokic, like Michael Porter Jr. even. To not have to like have that great first quarter to kind of get you off to a good lead. Like they already started off with a 29 to 20 first quarter lead thanks to Eric Gordon. And then, you know, you have the next three quarters for players like Jamal Murray and Nicole Jokic and Michael Ford Jr. to kind of heat up and, you know, carry that lead. And that's that's kind of what you saw in the second half is they kind of just, you know, what, coasted, you would say? Yeah, yeah I would say that. I think it's honestly crazy that like Denver did so good tonight when they shot 29% from three, like in, in the whole Lakers series, they shot 40% from three. So like, I mean, they could even be even better. Like next game from three, like two for 11 from Michael Porter, two for seven for Jamal Murray. And I thought they were getting good looks too. Like some of them, like Jokic's screens are just incredible. Like he gets so many good looks for Jamal Murray on those like little, like, roll-offs um it's just like i don't know he Jokic impresses me like it's just not like that it's not always like the flashiest but he just so, does so many little things that are just impressive yeah let's talk some x's and o's let's talk about like what i kind of like that uh where we're going there um i think it's a big big issue for miami because like there's nobody the size of Jokic that can set those screens i mean bam can do you know, I like seeing that Jimmy Butler, bam, pick and roll, just because you get two of your stars kind of in that action. But Denver can do the same thing with Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic. And Jokic can shoot. Right, right. And every, bam but can. Doesn't it feel like every time Jokic says screen, like that whoever is guarding the ball at that time is not going to be on their player two seconds later? <laughs> Duncan tried to go through it one time. (laughs) (laughs) And then Jokic, yeah, there you go. (laughs) That was hilarious. If you guys haven't seen that, go back and look. And it should be like Duncan Robinson gets uh, obliterated by (laughs) Jokic. But yeah, no, honestly, when I first saw it, I was like, that was offensive foul by Jokic. And then you look back and Duncan tried to go through it. Jokic stumbles a little bit and then just takes out Duncan Robinson afterwards. But um, yeah, you're not getting through Jokic screens. Like, and you can't go under either because you can't go under on. You saw Jamal hit a couple threes in that second quarter. Michael Porter Jr. was in the third quarter. He was hitting those threes when people went under, and um, that just shows how you know dominant this Denver team is from deep. And we didn't even see like that great of a game from like KCP or like Bruce Brown, some of these role players. Uh-huh. Well, even Michael Porter Jr., like, two for 11 from three, like, uh, I don't know. Like, I, I think he can play better. And I always kind of forget, too, how athletic he is. Like, he had a nice putback tonight that, like, really makes you just go, wow. <laughs> like, he is super athletic. Yeah, I think Mike Malone gave him kind of the – a little bit of a different role in this game. I mean, we saw him get 13 rebounds this game tops for the team and also tied Bam Adebayo for uh, the game high. So I think Mike Malone was trying to get him not only getting his hands on the ball, but also, you know, having an opportunity to start fast breaks as well after those rebounds, which um, he did frequently. Um, Adam, what was your kind of, um, you know, maybe give some of your X's and O's on how you – you know, think this uh, game one went. No, I just thought uh, Denver played pretty much a perfect game. They played exactly how they needed to play. I mean, Denver's not anything flashy. They're not going to splash 23s in your face. I mean, they they, but they definitely could. They definitely could. But they, they're they're a well, well-rounded team. And that's what we saw example of that tonight um we especially early off like they didn't have to force any shots early off they you know bring it up bring it up slow up up the half court and then they just drop it down it was very controlled they drop it down and it everything felt it, it looked so like so smooth especially watching it 
like in person. Did you expect that out of a team that just got to the NBA Finals for the first time in what, ever? I mean, shit. Yeah, I think it was ever, right? Yeah, this is their first ever appearance in the NBA Finals for the Denver Nuggets. When you got like a week and a half to prepare, you should be pretty fluid that first game. Like, yeah. I, that's what I'm actually kind of surprised by with the, with the Nuggets. Was we didn't see any rust. I mean, maybe maybe in like the third to like like early fourth quarter, we did we saw them kind of ease off that gas pedal. But other than that, I didn't really see any rust from the from the Nuggets. Like they looked they looked phenomenal. Like they looked like a play. They looked like a championship team. They did have some mental issues, not mental issues, but like. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They're mentally challenged. They had some Ben Simmons type mental <laughs> issues. Yeah. No, they they had some issues in that early on in that fourth quarter when Miami went on that run. Miami didn't win that fourth quarter points wise, but um, I, I did think they let off the gas there in that that second half, especially in that fourth quarter. But I think Adam said it pretty well. Like you know, Denver looked like a team that had rest, that was ready for this game, and. Um, it seemed like they had all the adjustments, especially when they, you know, could look at this Miami Boston series that was just in the Eastern Conference Finals and uh, kind of see what Boston wasn't doing in some of these games. Granted, you could throw that, you know, Jason Tatum was injured and, in, you know, one minute into that uh, game seven game, which played, you know, definitely a part in that. And, but I mean, Total in that series, though, like Miami took control early and often. And then also, like, you were seeing Miami in a lot of these series coming back late in games, you know, down 20. And it never, I never questioned once in this game, this game one finals, where I thought Miami was going to come back and beat Denver playing this game. Yeah, I think that's what's been like Denver's, like, what's being so good about them like all postseason is their just ability to close like in the Lakers series there's like I think three of the four games were really close in the fourth quarter and they closed them out um and then the the Minnesota series there's some close games there too they closed them out in the fourth quarter uh except for that one loss um in overtime in Minnesota that we were at that game we got a man closing that one out so that was nice to see great seats <laughs> I mean, Jokic but, did, did miss a free throw to send it to OT, though. That, that is true. But just, like, that, the ability to close games out is just pretty impressive by uh, the Nuggets. I feel like that's kind of, like, if it was the Boston series, like, if it got down to nine, I feel like Boston would have panicked and the Suns, did, or not the Suns, the Nuggets didn't panic at all. Um, they just <laughs> backed him down with the Jokic. He got a little mid-range. and uh, well, You know so, what happened? You know what happened when they when Miami got it cut it to ten? Michael Malone called a fucking timeout. Exactly. Retool. That, is, retool. that, that is, is a smart coach. And honestly, like it's it's crazy that coaches just don't get this. Like, because in the Celtics series, like there's times where Missoula would let him go on a ten zero run and not call a timeout. It's it's just head scratching to me when coaches do that. Um, I I don't know. I just feel like that this Nuggets team is just really impressive just because of their like how fast they are in transition just like the ball movement in transition like there was a time in the fourth quarter where Jokic got the rebound and before he even hit the floor he tipped the pass already and it was just a fast break up the court for an open dunk and it's like that's just tough to stop like you can't make a mistake on defense like if you lose your guy for a second in transition it's a bucket like right and if you know, Jokic gets into that like pain area, like you're screwed. Like, yeah, you're screwed. What? Is Bam gonna? Bam's not gonna stop him. Like, the, like this dude has, like, I mean, his hook shots, his little baby hook, his um, elbow jumper. Like, he's got every single shot in his repertoire, and um, I, I just don't know. I don't know how if doubling him is gonna help because. Like, he's such a good passer, and you open up that to him. And, I mean, Adam, how do you – Yeah, well, I was just going to ask, what, like, what's one adjustment, like, both you guys would make to, like, if you are Miami, like, to try to combat some of it? 
you know. Yeah, Adam, what's what's your adjustment you make on Jokic? I want to hear this first. <laughs> no, I. That's the thing. I don't even think the Heat know that. Like, that, like seriously, though. Like, like if you crowd Jokic, that only benefits him. Like, they just kind of pass it out to the open man, and you know he's going to find that open man. If one person and, knows how to make an adjustment, though, it's Solskjaer and Jimmy yeah. Butler. Like, right. Like, I, yeah, I, I have full confidence that like, they're going to figure out a couple games, and they're going to pull a couple games out of their ass. But, like, stopping Jokic, like – you can't like you can slightly slow him down like it it's tough it's a tough task it's not like a lebron where you just make him shoot free throws and you'll you'll probably be good oh shut up your kids will knock those pitches LeBron down really, lebron's <laughs> a decent free throw shooter he's not like he 65 percent no this year he was a lot better no, this is actually, actually the best he's ever shot yeah, like, yeah. career he's like 68 six, 67 yeah, kind of like Shaq, number two. <laughs> Shaq was like, I don't even know if Shaq got 50%. Shaq was like, Shaq is like 40, 48, 47% to the line. Like every time Shaq shot a free throw, you're like, hmm, is it in? You're <laughs> taking color. Yeah, yeah. A little Shaq did a full JaVale McGee session right there. Like, But, I mean, the adjustment that I would maybe make if I was coaching – and I'm not coaching. That's a good thing. I don't have to have that pressure on me like Spolcher does. You know, their zone worked in that second half. That's how they kind of got back. Um, you can't run that zone all the time, though. I think you have to put that zone into, you know, spurts, especially on runs where Denver's going off. Maybe switch it up a little bit. I also think they might have to do, like, a little full, you know, little pressure, you know, and – yeah, a little press um, on Jamal Murray, you know, maybe cause you're probably not going to cause like an eight second violation because that never happens in the NBA. But like getting their shot clock down to like 16, 17, once they get into that front court, you know, kind of it speeds up their offense. Maybe speed them up a little bit. You got to speed them up because they, they look too comfortable in this game one. My focus would just be to push the pace, speed them up a little bit and you know, maybe you can get some turnovers. Miami's really good at turning the ball over or causing turnovers. And um, if they can do that, that will help them, you know, not only get easy buckets, but, you know, also get the free throw line in transition as well. But um, honestly, that, that's, that's a great, that's a great point. Like, I, I think that's what, I think that's what we're going to probably see out of the, out of, out of the heat in this next game is them running the, running the court almost every right. possession. Because if if I know one thing about the NBA, the NBA is getting faster and faster every single year, and you need to be keeping up with the pace. And if you can't keep up with the pace, you're gonna you're gonna end up in the dust. Yeah, it's it's kind of like the Warriors kind of syndrome, right? Like the Warriors started this what back in what was it 2012? Whoa, this this started this started with Steve Nash. Steve okay. Nash had the the highest pace. Yeah, but who was the coach that started it? Mike D'Antoni. Right. He was the one that initiated this off- that offense with with um, Steve Nash. And then that transitioned into a little bit better prospect in Stephen Curry. A little bit. Where they actually, but they actually won a finals, though. <laughs> it's no shade on... Shut the fuck up, Alex. <laughs> It's no shade on Steve. In defense, though, the Warriors did have four All-Stars. <laughs> they had Iguodala, they had Andrew Wiggins. I mean, they, they've had Katie. a number of, like, third, fourth, fifth options where, you know, Steve Nash had Mari Stedmeyer, you know, Sean Marion, um, Barbosa, who actually went to um, the Warriors as well. Um who? Channing Fry. Channing Fry. Okay. <laughs> Did you say Richardson? Yeah. Not Josh Jason, Richardson. Jason Richardson. Jason Richardson. Yeah, that's yeah. What I said. But like he was, yeah. But he was towards the end of his career, though. At that Joe point. Joe Johnson. Joe Johnson also at the end of his career. That's Carter. <laughs> oh come on. 
Track. Anyway, anyways, <laughs> I, you know, anyways. I would say I would say Mike and Steve both started. I think Golden State took it to a whole nother level, and you know, that's kind of like what we're used to nowadays. It's just high paced offenses, but I think it's totally different. Different when you come to the NBA Finals, like. Defense does win championships, and I think defense will win. I mean, you saw Denver play. Denver's not known for defense. I thought they played incredible on defense this, this for game one. Matt, what did you what did you see out of Denver's defense? Um, and then we'll get to our last thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I thought they played good on defense. I, don't, I mean, I thought uh, Struess and some of those guys got pretty good looks. They just weren't hitting. Uh, they're short on a lot of them. Uh, honestly, I kind of think of the opposite a little bit. Like that, like usually defense does win championships, but this year it looks like offense is going to win a championship. Um, just, just because, like, I mean, their offense is pretty freaking dominant, um, and the, but they play good enough defense. I, I feel like they are kind of similar to those Warriors teams where like they're elite offense, but then you got guys like. They don't have Draymond, but they have like guys that like like Gordon's a pretty good defender. Like I think he, he's pretty tough to score against for for most guys. Um, yeah, Casey and even like Yo, I feel like Jokic is an underrated defender just because he's got quick hands, really quick. Okay, hands. let's let's be honest. Like two to three years ago, he was not a good defender. No, no and I'm not even saying he's worked on it. I'm just saying, yeah. He's kind of like the Steph Curry, where like he's not like he's not going to clamp somebody, but he's got super quick hands and he knows he's got a high IQ, so he can cut passing lanes and stuff like that. Um, and he has been better this but, year. I think he's averaging like two blocks in the postseason. Yeah, which is way higher than. I mean, you can look at his regular season stats <laughs> over his last like what eight years. Uh, it's not anywhere close to two blocks per game. So. He's definitely playing better on that end of the ball. That's that's a part of why they won it. Oh yeah, uh, you know who else has been uh, impressed me blocking is um, Mike Michael Porter Jr. He's been getting some insane blocks in these playoffs. Yes, he also. <laughs> I don't see he's a good defender. I'm just saying he's had some pretty nasty blocks though. Into this game, yeah. It, one on Jimmy too. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. That's it. But there, he's, there's he's highlight players where like he's got some cool plays. He, <laughs> yes, he he does. But there's times in, like even in the first quarter where like I, I was watching him closely and I could see him like, just throwing his hands up like on a defensive assignment where like he wasn't even the play and he's throwing up his hands like he's like this all time defender. Like you're not that you're not that guy. You're not. You're not that guy. You're, you're not, not that him. guy. You're not him. I thought he missed, oh, yeah. you know, some defensive assignments, but like he does have that ability. More of like that, like the help side block. I feel yes. like he's good at, yes. right? Yeah. Same, Same with Gordon, Gordon, but Gordon can defend on ball too. Gordon, yeah. yeah, Gordon's a like, lot better Gordon. on ball defender. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and honestly, I feel like KCP is an elite defender. Yes, yes, I would like, say that. I wouldn't say elite. I wouldn't say he's would say out elite. like there. There is times where like there was one time in the Lakers series where Russell tried passing it and he let it he read it like a book it was just incredible <laughs> like uh, i mean i guess russell's not the best point guard but like still like there was times where he made like russell look super bad <laughs> yeah i mean d was playing a little bit slower which d does play slower but like when somebody reads your pass and knows what you're doing like it's yeah. like when they're the on ball defender on you and they pick off the pass like that's pretty bad <laughs> like, it's like this dude's making like 10 million more than me like really yeah <laughs> yeah it is it is pretty crazy but um if, if uh, i was gonna say if i if i was the heat like the probably the biggest adjustment i would make would be like just to straight up have bam guard Jokic and just like let it play out because I, I think that's what the suns did on him um and it pretty much just forced Jokic. Jokic has to be a like super big scorer and pass less when, like he was obviously like eating on Londale, um, but obviously Bam's a better defender than Londale is, and and that was kind of like the Suns' plan, which I thought was a good plan. It's kind of just like make Jokic be the main scorer because um, I feel like the whole offense and defense it's going off of his passing. So 
I would maybe just have like Bam just try to guard straight up against him, and like if he eats, he eats, and like I don't know. Cause that was one of the mistakes that the the Lakers made too, is that AD didn't want to guard him. He wanted to be the help side defender. Um, and I think sometimes you kind of just have to try to like, you know, it's the NBA Finals. You gotta try to rise to the occasion. Like maybe you get beat. Uh, I don't know. Honestly, I think that was the best point that I've heard from you. I actually, I've heard it from Draymond Green, too. Draymond Green said that, if you guys have listened to the Draymond Green podcast, um, he's talked about, like, when he's played against Jokic, like, the percentage of games where you're going to lose against Jokic is when he has more than nine assists. I mean, there's, it's... Hey, what do you have tonight, like? He had 11 assists. Yeah, like, I had 11. Yeah, 11 assists, 10 rebounds. Yeah. So, like, if you can hold Jokic, even if he puts up, like, 30 14 points. Assists. 14 assists. He has 14 assists today. Yeah, they're going to win when he gets 14. Yeah. If you can just say, like, hey, we'll live with Jokic scoring and then make sure we shut down everybody. Maybe not shut down everybody, but, like, hold them to, yeah. you know, under 15 points. And then maybe Jamal Murray gets, uh, what, 20. Yeah. I mean, you have a better likelihood of winning that game than you would, you know, Jokic getting everybody involved. Everybody feels like they're in a groove. Um, it just makes it tougher defensively because you have to close out every time on the on every shooter. And that opens up driving lanes for people to get in the paint. And then Jokic is getting easy buckets anyways because of yeah. dump-offs. So um, I thought that was a great point that you gave right there. But um, game two preview – um, what do we think is going to happen in Game Two? I'll start with uh, Adam on this one. Game Two, I'm I'm expecting a lot of energy from the Heat. Uh, I'm expecting them not to, you know, give any ground to the to the Nuggets. And Caleb Martin MVP. I'm I no no I'm rooting I'm rooting for Caleb Martin to have a great game because he's kind of a player that kind of came out of nowhere. So. I want. I definitely want to see great things from him, but I I want to see the duo of of Jimmy and Bam kind of take over game two. And if we don't see that, I'm kind of I'm kind of worried we're going to see the same thing we're going to see in game one, where the Nuggets just kind of cruise by and without without any worry. So, but. In my head, I I, I want to see I want to see the Heat come out attacking heavily. I want them to be shooting well from the arc, which shouldn't be a problem. I mean, they have Max Struess, they have Gay Vincent, they have Duncan Robinson. So I think shooting won't be a problem. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm expecting them to come out strong and uh, to make make Denver kind of earn the second game. How about you, Matt? Yeah, I mean, like you said, I like you couldn't play any worse if you gave or not gave Vincent a Struce and uh, Caleb Martin from like three, like <laughs> oh for oh for nine from three. I mean, like I don't think you can get worse than that. So, um, and then I, you know, I would expect Jimmy to score more than thirteen points. Like we've seen him play way better than this. I think you can kind of even see him leaving the court that like he had that look in his face that like he's gonna play better next game. Um, so I, I would expect them to play better. I think I personally still think that the Nuggets win just because they've been so good at home. But it it wouldn't surprise me if Jimmy went off and they did seal game two. Um, I mean, if you're a Heat fan, you need him to go out. You need them to steal game two. I think I I don't think you want to go down o two going to Miami where you haven't really even been that good at home. The Celtics. Got two games in Miami. Uh, Miami won three of their four games against the Celtics on the road. So I feel like, I mean, I, I would hope that maybe that, like, they could steal a game if I was a Heat fan, like, in Denver. I feel like that that puts a lot of pressure on the Nuggets. And I think sometimes you tighten up when you have pressure on you. And they haven't really had that, like, pressure where they're in a tight series quite yet. I mean, like, the Nuggets one or the Suns one was definitely close. They they tied it up two two, um, but I think when you lose a home game, you feel more pressure on yourself. Yeah, definitely. And you know, I am 
I am a slightly worried for Miami because I feel like Denver did control most of the game and saved a lot of energy. And I think they're saving it for game two, <laughs> which has me a lot worried for my, you know, greatly worried about Miami. And, you know, I expect Struce and Caleb Martin and Duncan Robinson to have better games, especially shooting the ball. It's it's tough to do worse than what they shot. Was it like, what they shoot like two for yeah, like combine like three for twenty five three or something like that. Yeah, I mean or two you know, for twenty three or something. Yeah, and then, and then you know I I would bet money that Jimmy Butler puts up more than what he put what he put up thirteen today. He'll double I, it. He'll double it. Smash the over on any sports books if it's if the line's at like fifteen or seventeen because or even twenty. Yeah, I mean Butler's gonna put up at least he's gonna put up at least twenty eight thirty if not more in game two. Um, I do expect a better outing from Miami. Um, do I think it's gonna be enough? Probably not because I think personally I think Denver is getting whatever they want. Um, whether it's getting Jokic and Murray in the pick and roll whether it's getting Michael Porter Jr. moving on those three-point shots that he loves to get, um, whether it's in the corner or he missed a couple, or if it's, you know, on a pass, uh, which I thought he did a little bit better today. But like Matt said, shot two for 11. It's not that great. I expect him to do better. Um, You know, some of the matchups Miami can work on is, you know, maybe not letting Aaron Gordon get 11 first-quarter points. Whatever it was, um, they can work on that. Maybe keep this game a little bit closer in halftime. I think they were down 15 or 16 at halftime. So um, making this game a lot closer is going to probably be the key. And I expect Spolcher to definitely make those improvements. Michael Malone, is he's not a first-year coach, though. I, I expect Michael Malone to make some some adjustments from Denver's side as well. So um, I think it's going to be a lot better game, too, a lot more exciting uh, like Adam said, you know this this game seemed like it went pretty fast for an NBA Finals game. Um, what the game started seven thirty, got done by like what nine thirty? Yeah, something like that. Like a two hour NBA Finals game. I I don't think I've watched an NBA playoffs game where it's been two hours. No, I mean it's pretty insane that Miami only took two free throws. That, that's part of Jimmy's game too, is getting to the line. So, I mean, there's a lot to look forward to in this game, too. Uh, like I said, uh, Miami's going to have another, you know, they had two games of rest. They're going to have, what, basically three games? About two games, I'd say. It's on Sunday. Um, what time is it at? It's 7, seven o'clock um, Central Time on ABC. Um, Denver, as of now, was favored by nine points. I expect that to go a little bit lower um, yeah I, I could see it going around like six and a half seven at the line but um, you know I think it gives Miami a little bit more rest which they need um, yeah especially if they want to get you know we could possibly see Tyler Hero come back um, we don't know um, could be game two could be game three but um, it's definitely gonna be a must-watch game I think this could be one of the best games of the series here in Denver, game two. Um, or game two. Or game three, but um, big shout out to my guests today, Matt and Adam. Um, love to have you guys on. Thanks for the champagne, though. I really appreciate the champagne. Call me champagne, Poppy. Tasty great. <laughs> Not as great as a, a Denver sweep of the Lakers, though. That was, that was a little rough. That one tastes pretty good, too. <laughs> yeah, that one was my, bad, my favorite right there. Yeah, I, I mean, free champagne's good champagne, though. It's true. Any champagne's good champagne. <laughs> that's true, that's true. But um, make sure to uh, like and follow if you enjoy the content. Make sure to send any uh, questions, comments, concerns to our Gmail account at shotside.gmail.com. Or you can just send a comment in the section below on this episode. Uh, we'll try to answer it as soon as possible. Maybe if you guys have any questions or, you know, topics you guys want us to talk about on our next episode, which will be on Sunday night, probably Monday morning um, after the game. Um, but, yeah, I mean, follow us on our TikTok. 
Uh, we got an Instagram page, Facebook, uh, Twitter. Um, Adam, are you going to have your uh, TikTok come out? Yeah, actually, yeah, I think it is coming out pretty soon here. Yeah, any any day now. Yeah, I mean, just I mean, Adam's taking forever on this TikTok. Uh, we also did take about what a month off on the podcast, so um, we've had a lot to kind of digest through the NBA playoffs. We're uh, definitely going to get every single game of the NBA Finals, though, to you guys. So and tune in for some draft info eventually. Oh, yes. Yep. yep, we will have some draft info. We also will have a new kind of segment kind of twist um we will be doing nba films i'm not sure exactly what we're going to call it but we're going to be watching some basketball movies giving our input on that and then also you know getting some chip in from you guys as well so yeah um, alex is going to be doing his own uh, WNBA segment too uh, <laughs> <laughs> Brittany grant is back right <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> we got it all here <laughs> We got it all here. <laughs> it's just gonna be Alex for that one, though. Yeah, because of course you guys won't join me. Uh, yes. <laughs> WNBA haters over here. But um, yeah, we're gonna have a lot of good stuff coming for you guys soon. Um, really pumped up about uh, you know not only the NBA Finals but uh, WNBA. Um, Links are own six. Listed. Let's go. They are own six. Yes, that's that's a little <laughs> tough, but. Um, a lot of good things coming, uh, not only basketball-wise, but also on the Shots Side podcast. Um, before we leave, guys, we are starting a men's league, though. Uh, we will be repping the Shots Side attire. Let's go. Um, represent. <laughs> um, so that'll be starting up in what, a couple weeks. So, yeah, so we get that started, but... Um, you know, I'm really excited to just kind of get back into, you know, shooting the ball. And uh, it's been a while since college. So, you know, kind of get back in shape and, and also get, you know, feel like I'm, you know, Nicole Jokic out there. <laughs> put, put our money where our mouth is. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but uh, that's going to be it here from the Shots Side Podcast. Thanks to that. Thanks to Adam. I'm your boy, Al. Peace out. Peace. <laughs> 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 <laughs>